Welcome to the Scottish Clans podcast or video, whatever one you're watching. I'm Clint. Thanks for joining me today. We're going to be talking about DNA. Now, before we get too into that, I want to mention a couple of corrections that a good friend of mine, I'm starting to consider him a good friend on here. Uh, I've mentioned him before, Neil King. I've, I'm always asking for you to, you, you the listeners or watchers, to help me understand how to pronounce a lot of these Scottish proper names, proper nouns, I should say. Personal names, place names, especially place names, because a lot of them I've only read. I've never actually heard them speak. And I do try to get on YouTube so I can see a video and hear people pronounce the name sometimes, but that can never cover every name I need to pronounce in any given episode on this podcast. So the corrections I got were I mentioned the McLeods of Ascent. I was informed that it's never Ascent, it's Ascent. Also, the Macleans in Scotland are, it's generally pronounced always Maclean, even when it's the L-E-A-N, which is interesting. So my, my head, there's always the Macleans of Duart and the Macleans of Lochbuy, who are just branches, different branches of the same clan, really, but they spell it differently, and it looks like the ones of Lochbuy. And I'm probably pronouncing that wrong too, Lock Boy. Um, but it looks like they're the ones who prene- uh, who spell it more phonetically. So, Ascent, McLean, and the last one was in Scotland, it's not Sinclair. Now, here in the United States, when I go to get gas, fuel for my vehicle, I often will stop at a Sinclair station. Not in Scotland, it's Sinclair. I hope I'm getting that right. But I have may I may have messed that one up, but Sinclair is what it looked like. Now, when I, while I'm on the topic of my friend Neil King here, on the Facebook group, look, people get all ruffled, their feathers get ruffled when they say, hey, we were, this is our surname, and we were septs of this clan. And if that's ever you, and he has, or he does in the future, ever get on there and say, are you sure? Are you sure you're septs of that clan? He's not making a personal attack upon your character or upon your heritage. He's just challenging a lot of these sept lists that have developed, a lot, lot, a lot of them developed in the Victorian era so that they could the weavers could sell more of their product. And if they could convince you that you actually tie into one of these major clans and then you'll know which tartan to buy for your kilt or whatever else you're buying that's tartan since people were going crazy at that time with the tartan stuff, especially when the royal family started to think that Highland stuff was cool after we'd given enough time for the Jacobites and the, to not become a threat, to not be a threat or be viewed as a threat anymore. And okay, where everybody's calmed down. All right, now let's, Highland stuff's cool. Okay, now everybody wants Highland stuff. And anybody can have any kind of a claim to any kind of a clan and everybody's got their own tartans. You, there was a big craze during that time. And now the weavers were getting together. Hey, if this is your last name, you're tied into this clan. And hey, if this is your last name, you're probably connected with this other clan and you were a sept and you would have gone to battle with them and they, all this stuff. You know what? Some of it was true. 
there are some tailors who are maybe connected to the Clan Cameron. There might be some Wilsons who are connected to the Clan Gunn. Maybe some Nielsons who are connected to the Clan Mackay. There might be some Robertsons who are actually descended or connected somehow to the leading kindred of Clan Donaghy. But there, for every one of those names I just mentioned, there is a bunch who weren't. And to just take, to just be looking on some gift shop where it says, hey, get this product if your last name is, and then they give you a list and it's a sept list of a certain clan. All he's doing is challenging the historical veracity of that concept. He's not making an attack on your family. But because our emotions get involved in our heritage, it's easy to respond with emotion to those. Don't take it as an insult. Don't get your feathers all ruffled. He's not attacking you. He's just trying to invite us to be a little bit more authentic, a little bit more accurate in our approach to our ancestry, our heritage, and what was really going on in Scotland. Was your family really tied in? Now, if you can respond to his invitation or his question saying, yes, actually, We've done the genealogy. There is a solid, um, it's a document, there's solid documentation. There's solid, we can find the records that do connect us into this family or they put us on in this area that was indeed controlled by this clan. Then you're on solid ground. And he, all he's inviting you to do is to, to get solid. All right? So just take it like that. Don't get offended and, and uh, take it as an opportunity to improve your confidence in your ancestry. If the most solid connection you have to a clan is a gift shop of whatever type, whether you're buying a, a kilt or a clan pin or whatever it is, might want to dig into it a little farther. That's all we're saying. All right, that's enough about that subject. Let's talk about DNA. All right, so... What I'm going to talk about next gets into gets into the, the, the some of the comments that I see on the Facebook group, and on the Facebook groups, the, 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 the Scottish clans Facebook group, a lot of the the DNA testing is a big deal, and I've had my DNA testing done through Ancestry.com. A lot of you have used Family Tree DNA or 23andMe. There's lots of different places you can go to the, through that. And they, they always give you an ethnicity estimate. Hey, you're such and such percent of this or that. Okay, now let's let's talk about how that works because people get their DNA test and it says, hey, you're you're 25% Scottish. And now people come on the Facebook group and they want to know what clan they're from. Okay, so let's let's talk about that. Um let's talk about the different types of DNA tests you can get and what they tell you and what they don't tell you and where you need to go to to know what clan you're from if indeed you have firm reason to believe that you are from a clan. Now, once again, not every Scottish surname was a clan, all right? The Scots generally lived in a kin-based society. I have seen enough work from scholars to suggest that this was not specific to the Highland 
line. And on that side over there in the highlands, they live in clans and everybody else, it's more like the English. The Scots as a whole were much more kin-based in their society than the English. And I've works of Jenny Warmald and, and I, I've, I've, I've hit that in other episodes so much that I don't need to go into it here. But, but just because that's the case does not make every single surname its own Scottish clan. All right. So that needs to be very clear. And that's been another thing that Neil King has asked people to elaborate on and has challenged the idea. Because if you go on Wikipedia, no matter what Scottish surname, it seems like no matter what surname you come up with, you can find a clan such and such page on Wikipedia. Okay. And that is, that is something that I have challenged in the past on this podcast. And I will continue to challenge that idea despite the Scots in general living in a kin-based society. Okay, now with that said, what what does your DNA test tell you? So there are three major types of DNA tests. You have a Y chromosome test, a mitochondrial DNA test, and an autosomal test. By the way, if you hear stuff carrying on the background, um, I have just... I haven't even been home a week from California. I just rejoined my wife and my kids who have been staying with my parents for the last, well, they've been staying there longer than that, but without me for the last nine months. And so it's good to be back. But I don't have my own apartment with nothing else going on in it. So if you hear background noise, like a piano being practiced, little kids' voices, a debate going on, that's why. So let's talk about those three different DNA tests I just mentioned. The, the, and I'm going to start in the order I mentioned them. The Y chromosome DNA test, that will tell you, that's passed, the Y chromosomes passed down father to son, father to son, father to son, father to son. We'd call that your patriarchal line. Some of you don't like the word patriarchal, but that's what it is. So that is what you need to tell you who you're related. Well, no, let me say that. To tell you exactly like that can tie you back into an actual clan. I'll talk more about that later. The mitochondrial DNA test will give you mother to daughter, mother to daughter, mother to daughter. Um, Now, one of you all who's a DNA expert or who just happens to know this and I don't, I'm not sure if a man can go get his mitochondrial DNA test and find out where his mother's line comes from. But it's, but I know for sure that I won't pass down the mitochondrial DNA to any of my kids. It doesn't pass through the male line. It stops there. So if I can't get, get it from me and see where my mother goes, I'd need to go to my sister. And we can look at it from there. But anyway, the, the important thing there is the mitochondrial DNA is the female line. Now you can see that's very limited, right? The farther back you go, the more branches your family tree has. And so... The farther, the more generations back you go, the smaller portion of your DNA that patriarchal or matriarchal line represents. On to autosomal DNA. That is what most of you who are getting your DNA tested on one of these different from one of these different companies. The autosomal DNA is is that one. It, when you get your es- ethnicity estimate. And it says, hey, you're such and such percent Scandinavian, such and such Native American, 
Australian Aborigine and such and such Scottish. That's usually an autosomal DNA test. Now, let me tell you how that works. I actually, when after I got mine, it, the, the ancestry, their sample size has increased dramatically since I first got mine. And mine didn't square up at all. I probably know a little bit better than the average person my what my family tree looks like, just because it's been an interest of mine for a really long time. And that didn't look like it. And as time has gone on, their sample size has grown. They've actually made smaller groups where before they had just kind of one huge clump. They've divided it down so they can get more specific. And and they, the, the ethnicity estimate is more accurate now. So here's how that works. I called into Ancestry and said, what does this even mean? I just got a master's degree in history and I just need to know how to connect all these dots. One thing that I learned from them is that here's how the autosomal DNA test works. It's not specific to mother and father's line like the other two are. When a man and a woman have a kid, they each contribute 50% of their DNA to that child, but it's a random 50% of all their, of the 100% of each parent's DNA. It's a ran, it's a, of that 100%, it's a random 50. So my DNA won't look exactly like my brother's or my sister's DNA, autosomal DNA, apples to apples. They get their autosomal DNA tested, same company. It still might not look exactly the same because it's a random 50% that my parents give them. Now, what they do with this, with this, this clump of DNA that you've, I think mine was a saliva sample that I sent into Ancestry. They take that and they look at your DNA so many times and they take snapshots of it and they say, hey, so, so much of your DNA looks like the same kind of DNA that we find in this part of the world which is common to this ethnic group, all right? There's, and, and I don't know how to get down into it farther than that, but I'm, I guess my hope here is at least get you started, okay? So you, you can at least know what to Google or what your words to use when you're inquiring into this a little bit deeper. All right, so I just, on, the, on Ancestry's most recent update to their DNA results, mine says I'm what was it, 31% Welsh, which looks pretty close to what my family tree would say. And that's my single biggest ethnic group. All right, my, my surname's Welsh. John Edwards came over from the Cumnant farm near Llanwenog in Ceredigion, Wales. And, and so that makes sense to me that it would come up 31% Welsh. Now, I was surprised because... This doesn't reflect very much what my family tree says, but it says my next highest ethnicity group was, I think it was 28% Scottish. That was higher than I thought it would be. Now, does that mean that exactly 25% of my ancestors come from Scotland? No, it does not. Because there are people in England where I do have a lot of ancestry who could have very similar looking DNA to Scottish people. All right? So... Um, anyway, that, so that's what mine says. And that's the, the most recent update. What that means though, like, how do I connect that 
Oh, one thing I do want to add about this. So from the autosomal DNA, one advantage of that if you're doing your family history is that it will say, hey, we've had some other people c contribute DNA and it looks like they're really closely related to you. And it can even tell you, like it, my aunts popped up on there and it says, it just said close relative because it's, it's really close. And then it'll say, hey, this guy looks like he's your second cousin. Now, technically he's not. He was my mom's first cousin, which would make me his first cousin once removed, right? We're talking about one generation removed when we say that. So I found a bunch of these people who I actually personally know, my mom's cousins. And I started looking and it allows me to look at their, what their ethnicity estimates say. And I, I'm not sure if they had to go on there and click allow other people to see this. But if you want to make these connections and broaden and flesh out your or flesh out your your family tree, if you're especially if you're there's not been a lot of work done it, then you want to make sure that other people can see your results, so they can see these connections and you can you can gain a fuller picture of your your family. So I would actually look at their ethnicity estimates. So while I said that on an autosomal DNA, siblings might not even come out exactly the same. On my mom's side of the family, I did see a very strong trend. No, they weren't. And I, I did even see siblings on there who were not the same. Now, I'm the only one in my family that's done this. And so I, don't have, I can't compare my siblings. But it was interesting to look at my mom's cousins, some of whom have siblings that did the test. Like there's more than one in the same family. And they're, it, it does look very similar, although not exactly the same. So for whatever that's worth to you, I thought it was really interesting to see that and to look down there through that. So I would have a pretty, I think I have a pretty, based on my sample size and how many of them I looked at, I think I got an idea of what my mom's would look like because I saw her sister and her cousins and all that and there was definitely some strong trends there. Okay, now go back, back going back to why this matters to you and you're trying to find what clan you're from. It's going to be really hard using an autosomal DNA test, which is, so a lot of you are coming on the Facebook page saying, hey, I'm this percent Scottish, what clan am I from? There's not a clear connection. You just need to know that. There's not a clear connection between what clan you're from and and your autosomal DNA test. Autosomal is, is general speaking. It's not meant to be specific. Although, it, like I said, it can show you how closely related you are to specific people. A Y DNA test will not come up with that many matches as an autosomal will, but it will give you a very specific patriarchal genetic marker, and they can trace that back and see where it deviates from other people of a very similar group, okay? So you on Family Tree DNA, they actually have a list of Scottish clans that you can, and I'll, I'll find this link, I'll post it in the comments, or I mean in the, the notes, so that you can click on this, and you can see some of the DNA projects, clan projects that have been done and in this way, it's got to be your, your test. And, and even if you've gone through the process for an autosomal test, I'm not sure they can just take that and make a Y chromosome DNA test. I think you have to, to do another thing. And I, I've, I haven't done it, so I don't know this whole process. And it's just something for you to look into. But in order to really like exactly tie in, so let's say you have the last name of Fraser. You want to know, well, is it the Lowland Frasers or is it the... Frasers of Love It that you tie into, the Highland ones. With a Y chromosome DNA test, you could do something like that. Um, another, um, 
anyway, they have they have whole projects of this, and you can tie it in. He's like, hey, you are actually here's you're you're an R one B one B Y chromosome marker, which will tie you in specifically to the, the the indigenous population of the British Isles. You're from in the patriarchal line. You're from the earliest inhabitants of this. If you come out with an I genetic marker, there's a very strong chance that you have some Scandinavian that your patriarchal line comes from Scandinavia. And you can get more into that. And within like the R1B1B or the I's or whatever, there's subgroups within that. And they can usually tell how many generations back certain things diverged. And they, they, can, they can tell you things that your autosomal test can't tell you. Your autosomal test can tell you things that the YDNA can't tell you. Anyway, that's how I did that whole episode on the grams because they have a completely different those grams who have contributed their Y chromosome DNA tests to the groups, they found that the progenitor of the clan Graham was not indigenous, uh, he was not a Briton or a Pict or a Gale from Dalrieta. Anyway, I'll let you go back and check out the, the ethnic origins of the Grams. There's, I can't remember the exact title of that episode, but it's on there. You can, you can dig back. That'll give you some, some other listening to do. Um, the other way that you can know, it seems like, it seems like with some of these comments that come up, genealogy, actually finding records and learning for sure where your family's coming from, like through documentation, that can be a daunting task that many of you do not feel up to. So I, I'm not condemning anybody who who has not done that they were just hoping their dna was like here's where you come from and it'd give them all the answers i'm sorry that it won't uh you need some there's there's a lot of you who just need to do the research and and you know what if you're fortunate you'll have somebody who's related to you who's already done a lot of research at least in the line that you share and and i've i've found that actually on the internet with some of my lines i found other people who've done a lot of work and it was easy for me. I just tied into what they've done, like started learning stuff, and it was very interesting. But you're, I think some of you had uh, different expectations of what that DNA test could tell you. So you're just going to have to do some genealogical research. I see a lot of people on the Facebook group saying things like, well, it goes back to the original thing that I was mentioning at the beginning of this episode where... He was like, hey, we're this and we're from here. The only thing that's really going to tell you for sure is that genealogical research. I am not a genealogist. Um, in some sense of the word, I could be considered an historian, not a genealogist. I have been working on mysteries in my own personal family tree I've been I've been using FamilySearch.org mostly, but I do dip over to Ancestry and use because they have some things on there also that I uh, that have been helpful. And I am stuck in some places. I think it's going to require an actual trip over to Wales to solve some of these things, or Northern Ireland to find more about that McFarland line. But it's at the end of the day, it's just going to take some genealogical research to do. And so there's experts out there that you can hire, there's companies who do this, and they can help you out. But uh, maybe I'll post links. I've done this before, posted links to Family Search and Ancestry and that. I'll add it to the links that I'll include in these in the show notes. So thank you for joining me. Hopefully this has been 
clarifying for some of you who have had that DNA test or are thinking about getting one and it helps you know what it will tell you and what it won't tell you. If there's something that I missed, um, a big, a big, huge, important piece to this that will help people, please comment in the, uh, in the, yeah, share your comments here and get us, uh, comp- help us complete this conversation. This uh, didn't mean for this to be a complete end all be all to DNA and your clan, just to help clarify some things, maybe manage some expectations and give you a starting point from which to, to spring forward. So hopefully it's been helpful for that, uh, in that way for you. If you found this to be helpful or any of the other episodes to be helpful, I encourage you to share this with people that you think would be interested in it. Share it on your whatever platforms you're on and go ahead and leave me reviews if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or or just reach out, get involved in the in the in the conversation. So, thank you for joining me and until next time, Marshan Lev and Drasta.